Welcome to Million Dollar Networking, the surefire way to grow and keep your business. Our guest today is Andrea Nuremberg, best-selling author and world-renowned business authority. The force behind the Nuremberg Group called a networking success story by the Wall Street Journal. Andrea is founder and president of the Nuremberg Group. With a stellar 25 years as a leader in sales and marketing, Andrea is an in-demand business expert both at home and abroad. Her company partners with an array of the world's leading businesses, including Citigroup, Time Inc., The Food Network, Lehman Brothers, Ogilvy, and Tiffany, to name a few. Andrea is the author of three best-selling books, including Savvy Networking, 118 Fast and Effective Tips for Business Success is a critical tool for professionals looking for simple ways to boost their business. Have you ever wondered how some people possess the type of skills that make them shine and stand out in the crowd? They're able to walk into a room, create a presence, make connections, and persuade the client or prospect in a way like no other. What are the tactics, strategies of networking that cause the client or prospect to stand up and take notes? or to become engaged, whether at a social function or business meeting. In this session, Andrea will share the universal rules of effective networking, highlight the types of people who can be helpful to you professionally, offer easy-to-follow steps for transforming your business connections, and explain the attributes of great networkers and how you can attain them. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you all. Oh, we're so delighted. Andrea, tell us how, how did you launch your career as a networking expert? Well, I have to tell you that, first of all, sometimes when I hear that, it, it's, it's surprising because networking is a misunderstood word. I always say the opposite of networking is not working, that every time you meet someone, you learn from them or can be a resource. And I've always been in sales and marketing, and I look at it as people skills, relationship building, and that's what I've always said about it and talked about it. So people started to call me, you know, you know everyone. And I said, no, it's not that I know everyone, but the people I do know will call me back. That's and so one thing leads to another. And I have a solid network of people, and I, I have people that I know, trust, and respect me, and, and I would do, do the same for them. So that continues to build out. And then on the other hand, what I don't like is when people look at networking the wrong way and they think, here's my card, so help me. That's yeah. negative networking. So I don't like to be considered in that pool. So then you gave an example of what's not an effective networker. So what are some of the attributes of great networkers? Great networkers are people who give first. They want to find ways to help. They know that everybody they meet they can at least learn something from. That doesn't mean that you're always going to do what they, what they do. I've said I use this in a lot of my workshops. I'll say sometimes, have you ever met somebody you don't like? And everyone will say, of course. I say, have you learned from them? They'll say, yes, I learned what not to do, and that's the key. But the reality is that when people call me up and say, I have to network, I say, why? And they'll say, well, I need something. I say, that's not what networking is. It's about relationship building, cultivating relationships, and connecting with them, developing advocates, so that you have all the time people that you're helping and then things have a way of coming back to you. The number one skill is listening. Most people don't listen, they hear. I would totally agree with that. So then if networking is building relationships, then and to build relationships, you need to meet people. Yes. What are some of the best 
places or ways to meet people that will we can help and that can help us in our goals for okay, well, what, to grow what a million dollar business. What was that? I didn't hear the last. I didn't. Oh, it's a, it, it, that could help us, that we can help, and that they can also help us in our goals, which may be to grow a million-dollar business. Exactly. Well, the first thing I always think is that, number one, nobody. I was listening to the last, that nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care, which is so true. I use that line all the time. And the idea is that the only way that I'm going to have people help me in my business is if I help them first. And so when people say, where do I go to meet people, I say that networking is very much the S factor. Sometimes it has to be strategic and, and structured. So you go where your clients, your prospects, people that you work with, you go to those places or the places that, that the people that you want to be associated with go to. But you have to get involved. It's not about going once and thinking that people are going to take your card and start to call you. It's a process. But very often, it's serendipitous, which is, I say, be prepared anywhere, anytime, any place. And I'm sure many of us could say there have been opportunities that have happened, especially in this market, the way it is now, that you've got to reinvent, change your focus, and look for other streams of revenue and other ways to build your business. So it may not be the same plan that you had all the time. So serendipitously, I can tell you that on my way back to my office this afternoon, I ran into 10 people on the streets of New York City. Each one of those people, somebody that I will follow up with between now and tomorrow morning. Well, that's good. Do you walk around New York a lot? I do. Oh, that's great. What a what a wonderful place to be anyway. Well, you could be doing it anywhere. When I go into any kind of, I was just up in Rhode Island working for a direct selling organization, and I was out in, in Ohio a few weeks before. And I said, you know, a lot of times we have routines, and we sometimes run into people in all aspects of our life. We don't really know what those people do, or perhaps, you know, to learn a little bit about them. So I say every day is an opportunity to at least meet and reconnect with people that sometimes you just know, but you really don't know that much about. You might find out that they might be in a business that could use your services, or you might be able to refer them to somebody. It's really having that what I call 24-7 awareness. So there will be some other experts in networking that will totally not agree with anything I'm saying. They'll say, no, I've got to get first. But I totally disagree with that model. Well, and that's why you're here, because I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but you know what? That's what it's all about. And, you know, as I was listening on your interview before with Nikki, it's funny because before I left the uh, – of the airport of where I was on Sunday, I wrote Nikki a letter first by email and then a letter, handwritten note, just to say thank you for the referral for having me on your program. That's how the president of this company found me. Wow. So it's all about doing those types of things, always saying thank you. That's the key attribute of a good, quote, networker or business developer is making sure to remember your roots. Go back to your roots, always say thank you, always be on someone's radar screen in a way just to be there to say, I appreciate your advice, your help. Thank you for remembering me. And I'm sure you all know this, but one thing I always say, if I brag about myself, it's bragging. If you brag about me, it turns into credibility. Always build advocates. Absolutely. I would so agree. That's the key right there. But most people don't take the time to build those. It takes time. One of the nice, one of the my, I'm I'm pretty famous for is when people say something nice. I usually say, "May I quote you?" <laughs> no. 
because you know, and then and then they want to say even more nice things, which is pretty funny. It's hysterical. It's, say, well, wait, let me make it even better. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 but it's but it's true. It's so nice because when you hear that, it's wonderful, isn't it? It is. It is. It is key, and then and and you know we don't. You know, it's interesting that you're having this interview now because. You know, you don't. You could be in any part of the world, or the, or certainly in our country, to see what's going on right now, and people are getting scared. Yeah. We don't know what to do, and um, my my business has been busier than ever because I'm saying to people, it's a it's a time to buck up and re reconnect with clients and advocates and friends. And one of the key things I got a call this morning, and I hope it's okay that I'm that I'm saying this, but you know, this is all part of what we're talking about. Who said I need I need help? I want to know. Can you be in Chicago next week? to do this program and she said I don't know how much of a fee I have and I wrote back and said what do you have I'll work in your budget what are friends for this is a client that gave me a ton of business last year with all my team so we had 20 or 30 people going out to do these big programs so I'm going to help out my client any way that she wants whatever it is Absolutely. You got What goes around comes around. Oh, I always say it. So it comes back so much fold. But I think a lot of times people don't always realize that. They get greedy. We can see what's happening right now on Wall Street. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, it is funny. When I planned this, I had no idea. <laughs> yes, so I was going to say. Timing is the key in everything. Absolutely. Timing, timing is the key. You're right. So then who are some of the people that you think or that you recommend we have in our network? That we need in our network. People that you trust. You need people who you have trust with. You need people that are your what I call your advocates, the people that are your quote sales force in numbers out there, the ones that will sell you. Like I said earlier, if I brag, it's bragging. If you brag about me, it becomes credibility. So those are the people that could be in any walks of your life. They could be a supplier. They could be a vendor. They could be a client of yours. They could be a friend. Anyone that you have a relationship with of any sort. And I can tell you, and I'm sure you would agree, and anyone would say this, sometimes business comes to you in the wildest ways. And it comes from those types of people, people that are like-minded. Wherever you go, you know, the more you learn about other people, and one of the things that I, um, I have in my third book is things I collect on my own about people, 28 different topics, if you will, to know about people over time. Because the more you know about other people and get to know them and, and the things that they like and that, that things that will remind them of you, or those are the things you always want to be top of mind in some way. So it's those types of people, but the people also that are givers and the ones that you give to, and people that will be honest with you. I don't want people to always tell me you're terrific and wonderful. I want also people to tell me, here's how you can improve. Yeah, that's important. Sometimes we need someone because the mirror doesn't always tell us the truth. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And the idea is sometimes we look in the mirror with false eyes. And I, I sometimes will say to people that in a way the mirror is uh, is one of your best friends because if you smile into a mirror, it returns the greeting. <laughs> and if you frown into it, it returns that greeting. So when people will say to me, you know, people aren't friendly, I say you have to be friendly first to others before they'll be friendly to you. You know, it's the funniest thing about a smile. It, everybody understands it no matter what language you speak. You and it. it is universal. It, I've never had given somebody a smile they didn't return. Exactly. Sometimes they wonder what I'm smiling about. but <laughs> You just said the key thing. Very often that's what I find, that people wonder if you smile. But I, I find even in in the city like in New York, if you smile when you walk down the streets, you know, it's amazing. It's, it's almost like a, a, a collection of small neighborhoods. You get to know everyone in your neighborhood. People are friendly, but people are, are open and friendly. 
Yeah. I know my father lives in Manhattan, and he loves it, and he tells me stories all the time, and it's like makes me want to be Carrie or, or Miranda or one of those people from Sex and the City in oh, right. New York, you know? <laughs> Where did, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. It's, but you know what? It's like any place, any time, right? Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about events because okay, yes. so we're taught, we know that we have to meet people. So yes. maybe we don't have a really strong network yet. We're just yes. starting a business or we've been in business a while and now we need to put, you know, and use some new people into our lives. So so we find that we're going to start going to events more and putting ourselves out there. Right. Uh, what are some of the things we need to do pre- to prepare before we Absolutely. go? Absolutely. Quite a few things. But number one thing is to do your homework and do your research. Before you go to any event, find out, go to their website, find out a little bit about them. Then go ahead and do some more research. Maybe there's some people there you might want to meet, but remember the fact that other people might want to meet them too. So you don't want to be too pushy. You might want to be, but you want to have some done some research and homework. So have that um, some information about different people that if you do get the opportunity to say, you know, I just read about you. I'm so glad to make your acquaintance. Um, Something like that. And if you don't get to meet them, it's a perfect opportunity to be able to write them a note or an email later and to say, we didn't get to meet. However, you know, I had read about you and was interested in something, you know, you had said or whatever. But do your homework on the organization. See who some of the members might be. And something I do is I always call in advance the organizer of the group just to introduce myself, maybe to say I'm, I'm new, I'm coming for the first time, or I'm a new member, and perhaps I can just introduce myself to you. What I find is you, you make a friend that way right away, or somebody that at least especially will know. But make sure that you stay in touch with that person, let them know how, the, how it went that day, or maybe when you walk in, which I've done, I said I'm new here, is there anyone you would suggest I, I meet? That's one thing to do right away. Make sure you have your intangible toolkit prepared. And what that means is know exactly your goals of why you're going to that event. Um, have some industry knowledge, if you will. Have your 30-second introduction ready for that audience. Remember, knowing the audience is so key. Also, you know, go with the goal in mind. I always go with the goal saying if I can meet at least two to three people that I can learn something about, find out how to follow up with them and find out something key about them and their industry. At least that will give me the confidence to go and to know that at least I connected with somebody and I learned something. So have your, have your goals. If people say to me, well, my goal is to go there and meet people and I want to give everyone my card so that they'll call me to do business, I said, you're wasting your time and your, your cards. To go with a goal, a goal that first to go and learn and to connect and have a reason to follow up with somebody. So have that. Make sure that when you, you go, you know, you're attentive to body language and that the soft skills, if you will, your eye contact. I know it sometimes sounds corny, but people will walk in and they won't even have the skills, like their ears open and their eyes ready to go. And a firm handshake, I mean, the simple things. Dress the right way, you know, have your appearance be seamless in your approach. And also make sure that you have in your tangible toolkit, okay, have your business cards with you if somebody asks for them. Make sure you always have a nice pen and some paper to be able to write notes down so that you can follow up afterwards. So definitely have all that. Have some what I call small talk subjects and some conversation starters. Be sure to ask people what I always say, how do I know when I'm speaking to somebody you might want to meet? Because people forget to do that very often. And then also know that you have to excuse yourself and have an exit strategy. Because 
because very often at events or meetings, people are afraid to they latch on to somebody and then they don't know how to walk away. So in other words, walking away would be, wow, it's really nice to meet you, shake their hand and say, I hope we get to, I'd like to chat with you further or something like that. Yeah, but that's a little, uh, that what, what I would I would do instead is it would be like, you know, Heidi, it was great to meet you. Thank you for sharing some, some information about your business and your industry. And I always like to ask people, what is your preferred method of communication? You might say to me, email me. Or somebody might say, call me, whatever it is. And then I say, how do I know, again, when I'm speaking to somebody you might want to meet, and I could, the person might be wondering why I'm asking that, because I might not be able to do anything with you now or such, but, but tomorrow I might meet someone who could be somebody you might want to connect with. And then say, I'll give you a chance to chat with some of the other people in the room. I'll follow up with you. When would be a good time for me to follow up? And there are going to be some people that you're not going to follow up with. You just have maybe a two-minute conversation. You can just say, it was so wonderful to meet with you and, and enjoyed talking to you. Have a good time the rest of the time here. You just have to be able to walk away. Great advice. And the other thing is, but don't say to people, let's get together if you don't mean it. Because we know there are many people that do that. They, they don't know what else to say, so I'll call you. Right. They never do. And then the ones, then there's the ones that tell you they, that don't tell you they're going to call you, and then they call you five times. <laughs> exactly, and then that. But they're usually not the right networkers no, anyway. No, that they're not. Um, they're you negative. mentioned a little bit about your 30-second commercial, or I guess yes. infomercial, if you will. Yes. What are some of the elements of a good 30-second commercial, and so we know, and how can we use it most effectively? Well, what I like to look at them is to have a variety of them. And what I mean by that is when people start to tell you their like, life history, uh, people to zone out. And how do you paint in somebody's mind a word picture, if you know what I mean? So how do you say something with action step? Like when people say we provide or we help or we create or whatever we do, it's, instead of saying your title, when people say I'm A, you don't give the other person anything. But if you say something, it's almost like a headline or a grabber. And then, you know, very often, like when I work with financial people, they might say something like, you know, we, we help our, our clients um, build their dream home as a financial advisor in whatever field, blah, 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 and then they go into it. But what happens is too often people immediately either go into a long history of what they do, like the war and peace version, or what they do is they, you know, they don't tell you enough to, to really go anywhere with it. We have a paper in New York City called the New York Post, and a lot of times people will never admit to reading it. But one of the things I like about it are the headlines. It makes you want to open it up. So I always say, why is it that what you just told me you do makes me want to say, tell me more? So think about it in advance. What's the group you're speaking to? And usually what I might say to somebody when they say to me, what do you do, before I even answer it, I might say, you know, before I even ask, answer that question, tell me what you do. A lot of times people won't say, why won't you tell me what you do? They'll just tell me what they do because they've now given me their industry. And I might say, it was a lawyer, I might say, you know how often you have to go in and build business or, or create rainmaking and, and develop rain? They'll go, yeah, all the time. I said, that's what our firm does. We go in and we teach skills on rainmaking how to build your business that way. Or other times people might say, oh, very often in my company I have to get up and make a presentation and I hate to speak in public. And I said, what we do is we take away the anxiety of presentation skills or how to get you in front of a camera so that you can come across 
you know, succinctly convincing and persuasive. So how do you do something in a way to get off your introduction quickly but to get into the conversation? Excellent. And then um, could you share the proper networking etiquette with our listeners? Sure. Well, one of the things is, again, etiquette is, you know, it's learning, first of all, knowing that when you walk into anywhere you go to meet somebody, that that person that you're talking to deserves your full attention for that amount of time, whether it's two minutes or 20 minutes or whatever time you're with them. Turn off your equipment. And what I mean by that, we all carry Blackberries or some sort of a PDA or a phone. Unless you're an emergency room doctor and you're expecting to be on call, you do not need to ha or unless there's an emergency in the family, you don't have to be you know, answering phones or looking at your email when you're talking to somebody. And haven't we all seen that happen at events, oh, meetings, yeah. anywhere in life? It's the rudest thing. Etiquette is simple people skills. Look at the person, connect with them, be attentive, ask open-ended questions. Don't drill, but ask open-ended questions and listen. And also, we don't have to leave any city, your city, my city, any city, to live in a world of diversity. Today the world is so global and local. So be attentive to maybe your body language, things like that. Don't be pushy. Be more open and, and, and uh, inquiring, curious. A lot of times just, and just, just being um, sensitive to the, the whole atmosphere around. I heard a great story the other day that somebody said, Andrea, you'll love this story. I went to a luncheon, and people were sitting around at our table, and we were all introducing ourselves just to connect. One woman got up, walked around, and put her business card on everyone's place, that plate and said, please call me. This is what I do. Oh, my gosh. And that, I mean, and I said, oh, my gosh, what? I mean, <laughs> and, and that's what some people, I mean, this is, the, this is what is amazing. That's what some people think that networking is, and that's why it gets a bad rap. So maybe we need to call it something else. I agree. That's why I call it relationship building. That's why I call it connecting. That's why I call it um, when people say, really, what it's people, it's communication, it's people skills. It's building advocates. But that's how you get the referrals. You don't get them the other way. Yes. And really, sometimes, most of the time, the people we meet, because we meet so many people, that a lot of them are not going to be able to do business with us for one reason or another. I'm a florist, and I can tell you there's a lot of people who've got florists in the family or they're, they've been doing business with a florist for years or whatever, but I'm always ready when that florist is not available any longer, and it works in my favor. And I just say, no problem, what can I do for you? I always send them flowers regardless because even if they can't do business with me, they know other people who might be able to. Absolutely, and I already know people for you. Where, by the way, where do you where where are you? I'm located? in South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. Right. Oh, right all right. You know what? Excuse me. As soon as we get off the phone later, you've got to email me everything because I have a ton of friends in South Florida. My, sis, my sister's on the west coast of Florida. I'm down there all the time, but I have a lot of friends in South Florida, and I'm sure you ship all over anyway, correct? Absolutely. So I will make one of my first purchases from you anyway because that's what I believe in. Wow. Well, oh, no. and that's and, that's and the name I'm going to introduce you to my father, who's a poet and a writer and an investment banker, and he he lives on uh, where does he uh, live? Park Avenue. I'm telling you, I'm and I'm on first in Beekman, so I'm telling you that's what it's all about, right there. I'm yeah. thrilled to death. Now here is a perfect example. You're a florist. 
you're right. There are lots of florists all over. But you know what? I go back to the people that I like, know that will follow up with me, and people I want to help because what that it's, it's, it's a door opener. You're in a wonderful business because everyone loves flowers. Oh, you're not kidding. And right? they all want to be in the business, but they it's it's fun and it's a lot of work. Oh, believe me, can I tell you? I know it is because service business and there's been as you know you're just like in networking there have been other huge conglomerates that have come out in your industry that could sometimes take away from the real personal touch of you of your business am i correct oh yeah and I, mean, I, can, I can name five right on my hand right now that i've ordered from in the past and that i won't order from again for that very reason so I'd rather connect with somebody, just like I do with a gift baskets. I send out a lot of those. And I was on the phone today where they know me by first name. Wow. I have referred tons of business to them because they know that when I call, I want something. I want to make sure it gets delivered because that's my client or my contact or my friend, and I want that as a reflection back on me. Same thing. You're, it's, it's a perfect example. I'm so glad to know that you're a florist. Well, thank you, Andrea. It oh, will yeah. definitely be uh, great connections and, oh, and I, 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 you a good relationship. You're not going to believe this, but I actually do have to send out some flowers, so I'm serious. I believe you. I'm believe- I, I, I wouldn't have <laughs> called you if I didn't feel like you were the right person. So. I'm telling you, it's so yes. funny. It is, yes. Did you deliver? I'm just as funny. Do you deliver all over the country? <laughs> yes. You do? Enough for, yes, yes. Okay. All over the no, world. The reason I'm asking is. Except we don't go to the to Iraq. <laughs> you don't you go to Iraq, but I bet you go to Hawaii. We do. Absolutely. Okay. Uh-huh. We'll guess, talk. Okay, perfect. Okay, go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. So but this is this is that's networking, by the yeah, way. We've kind of given the perfect example. This was not even this wasn't even a role play. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. But you know what? But this is perfect because this is what it's all about. Yeah, it is. Let's talk about the art of the introduction for a moment. And yeah. I'm talking about you have an opportunity to introduce um, someone to someone else. That, so some tips on making introductions that will leave our audience with a good feeling about us. Well, again, what, one of the things I – and I think back to someone who is the master at this. And the reason I say this, and, I, and every time I, I tell this story, I, I call him or email him to tell him this. He knows a little bit about both parties so that when he is introducing me to someone else, he will just say something that will be a highlight, and he'll talk about the other person for a minute, tell me a little bit about them, and I'll highlight them, and he'll say, this is why I think the two of you need to meet. So it's like knowing a little bit about both parties. And if people say, well, what if I don't know anything about them? I said, well, then the first thing to do is to make sure, at least, that when you're introducing two people, you know, again, remember their names. Now people will say, oh my gosh, what happens if I meet somebody and somebody walks up and I want to introduce them, but I've totally forgotten their names. Haven't we all been in that situation? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So what I usually do is if I see somebody who's with me and I want to introduce them, what I'll do is we'll walk up and I'll say, it's so good to see you again. I said, "Uh, this is my friend. You know, before I even go any further, why don't the two of you introduce yourself to each other? That's a great line to do. Why don't the two of you just introduce yourself? And then people will be like, okay, hi, I'm Andrea Nirenberg. And the other person might say, hi, I'm Heidi. You know, whatever it is. Because what happens is I've seen people sometimes, like, freeze. And very often it happens that people will walk up to me, and I may have forgotten who they were because they may have been in a workshop I've done or something, but I don't know them that well, but I'm with somebody else. So I will just say, you know, I'd like you to meet my friend, and I sometimes will stop. 
and then just like look to the other person. And it's almost like a cue that the person then introduces themselves. What a great tip. And I will tell you another thing. People always say this to me, and I, I know it gets a lot of laughs when I say this in a lot of my workshops or speeches, but very often people will stop you on the street or at a meeting, and they'll be like, you know, how are you? I haven't you know, seen you in a long time. How's everything going? Or you came into my company and blah, blah, whatever it was. And I totally I don't know what their name is. And I don't apologize. I just say, oh, I, don't, I don't go, I don't remember names. I don't do any of that, which a lot of people, I just say, please forgive me. Tell me your name again. Just like that. To this date, no one has ever said, guess what it is. They'll tell you. Yeah. And so, but some people are like, oh, I could never do that because then the person will know I didn't remember them. I said, if it's somebody you don't know, you've seen once in your life. And that happens. I'm sure that happens to you. It's happened to me where, where maybe you might have been the speaker or you might have been the guest. So maybe somebody knows you, but you don't know their name. Well, and, and you're right. And sometimes it just comes with age, too. I just tell people, oh, you know, I, I really apologize. I, please tell me your name again. And yeah. I'll say it. And, and, I, and when you're genuine about it, I think people are so forgiving anyway. And they'll yeah. laugh and they'll say, you know, I don't expect you to remember. You meet hundreds of people. or In their mind, it might be that way. And, and then, it, then we have this great conversation. We'll talk about names. And then I really try hard. I'm pretty good at remembering names, but it, occasionally it does happen. Like Yeah. Well, the other thing is why I said even earlier, always carry with you pen and paper, what I call in my networking toolkit. Always have something to write that person's name down so that, like, afterwards, you know, it goes right into your memory bank. And then repeat the person's name. I'm an old Dale Carnegie instructor. Remember that course? Oh, yeah. I, I did that at night when I was a magazine publisher for 14 years. And the power of remembering names, the power of listening skills, and you know, those things are so key and so important. One other piece of etiquette, by the way, that I um, didn't say that is something I live by, even in this day of, of technology, which, of course, is like always with me, my BlackBerry and my, and my phone. I, every time I meet somebody, and every single day of the week, by the way, I always have what I call writing a personal note. I write three a day, a handwritten person, personal note to somebody to say thank you. And I call that your 42-cent investment plan. At the end of the week, it's 15 notes. At the end of the year, it's over 750 touches. Just to say thank you, or I saw this article, or I thought about this, or thank you for your advice, or whatever it was, people have forgotten the art of the personal note. That is so true. Oh, yeah, it's true. And you will stand out. Well, I think it's, I think that it's time to come back because the world has gotten so... Um, Dispassionate, not dispassionate, what is the word? Impersonal. And so we we have to kind of reverse back to that more personal touch. Businesses that want to stay in business for the long haul have to be that way. I firmly believe that. That's how I've, I've been in business 27, almost 28 years, and I think that that's probably the key reason I'm still in business because it is, you know, it doesn't matter what business you're in. Exactly. You could be in any business. You ha you're right. You have to have that personal touch. Exactly. That's what we said before. Why is it, you know, we go back to certain people? Because we do that because of that, that very same reason, because we know that, that we're talking to a person. You know, the big companies have tried to do that now, and sometimes successfully and sometimes unsuccessfully, where, you know, they, you know they'll, they'll make the attempt, but it doesn't always work. And I'm sure we all have stories about that, where 
you know, you, you walk away from a company or doing business with someone because they didn't take care of you properly or they didn't remember who you were. Not to say that they're always going to every single person, but we've all had stories, as we all know. It's just like why you've gone to a restaurant and you thought, wow, this restaurant was terrific. Was it always the food? No. Maybe it was the service you got or they remembered you or they took care of you. Things like that. You go out and tell everyone and refer them. But have you noticed when, the, when they take good care of you and they care about you, if the food is just okay, it, feel, it tastes so much better? It tastes <laughs> and delicious. like mom's cooking, you know? It tastes delicious because you're yeah. right. And just like a really fancy restaurant or something where the food was, was delicious but you had, you know, people that were snotty or they weren't friendly or they acted like they didn't care about your business, the food soured. Yeah. So Funny. So, so, Andrea, what are some of the most creative ways you've used or heard about that people follow up in addition to that, the three thank you notes a day? Oh, oh one of my favorites is um, one of the things I do, and I really find out a lot about people um, when I get to meet them. I then do a lot of research, and um, one person that I wanted to connect and meet with, and I had met with briefly, but I knew that he was an immaculate dresser and that everything about him, so I was able to find out from his assistant his favorite shoes, favorite shoe designer. And what I did was I knew his size because I found out from her. I made friends with the assistant. And I ended up buying him a pair of shoes, but I only sent one shoe. Oh. And I said, I'd love to be able to learn more about you and your business and what you do. And I have mate to this shoe. When can we have a meeting? turned into be one of my best advocates, one of my best clients, and one of my best friends. This happened 10 years ago. Wow. What a like, great story. It a, it's a great story. It's a, and I said to myself, going in, I said, now, I probably I could either lose $350 or I can make a lot of money or I can make a friend or at least this will be a great story. And it works. All of the above. Yeah, and it's fun. It's fun things. But then I had somebody else that I knew was um, – uh, you know, a, a watch freak, and I just put, you know, I'd gotten it one of those little 99-cent stores, one of these little crazy watches, put it in the mail and said, you know, the time is right. When can I meet with you? You know, it's just little things that you have to, you know, you have to be prepared also that they may say this woman's crazy too. But you have to go with the flow. Yep. As long as you're classy and as long as you're not being invasive and not being a stalker or something like that, then you're okay. Well, there may be a fine line between the two. <laughs> there sometimes is, and that's why you have to use your what you, you have to be comfortable. Yeah, you have to be comfortable, and you know, again, and I think a lot of times people don't understand that, right? Absolutely. I'd love for you to share maybe one or two million-dollar networking success stories with our listeners. Well, one of them uh, was was one like I, I started to share with you a little bit earlier about this one client of mine that was introduced to me through somebody who I had helped years ago and um, when I, I was just sent in to do presentation skills to work with this person and stayed in touch with him over the years and then he went on to leave his very large organization and was a consultant and he called me up one day and said um, you know I would like to introduce you to someone and they're going to need people to come in and do some programs on presentation and speaker training for large groups in the pharmaceutical field. And from that, one person in that account has grown into a huge 
piece of business for me and my team because we do maybe 20 or 30 of these programs a year. We go all over the country. And it never would have happened if it wasn't for having that relationship. So it goes back to building that incredible relationship. And over time, something has a, a way of happening. Um, so that's one that I think of all the time. Another one is with a company that first gave me my sea legs, if you will, when I started my business. And it was a company that used to be in my former industry. And I was invited up to speak at a sales meeting. And from that one sales meeting where I didn't, even charge. It turned into be my first client was to go up and work with everyone in the organization, which was 500 people. Two day, you know, but over time, you know, different people. And but I was up there two days a week for three years. But a lot of those people, this is 15 years ago, stayed in touch with me, went to other companies, and it just, I just look at it under one area, if you will, that it just flowed into being huge, because a lot of these people went other places hired me at other places, hired my teams, things like that. So it just grew. Fantastic. And again, it, there's no secret formula here. That's what I have to say. When people think, you know, what's the secret to doing this? And it's just having a strategy, a plan, being consistent, and being a nice person, returning favors and going out of your way, just to, and to stay on people's radar screen. I think that's, that's very important. You're right. Because out of sight, out of mind. Absolutely. How about networking and non-networking events? Is it appropriate? And if so, what is the best way to approach this type of relationship building? Well, again, I think that's that's where, you know, we're always, if you're just ma making friends and connecting with people, they don't call it networking, but sometimes that's why I say it's unconscious. You're learning about someone. You're, you're, you're just being open, like even at a birthday party, a wedding, you're sitting next to somebody, you, you know, you get into conversation, and you're just talking, and then you might follow up with them, or you might say, what's the best way, or I'd love to continue con talking with you, or I know somebody that you might want to meet, but you do it in a way that, again, is just appropriate. You don't pull out your cards, and maybe you don't, you know, it's, it's, there's a, a, a certain decor that you just don't do. You know, that's the kind of thing. But we've all been at places that, I mean, I, mean, I, I think of any situation is a networking opportunity. If you look at it as I'm learning from somebody, I'm meeting somebody, and who knows when I might reconnect with them. And sometimes all you do is just say hello or whatever, and then how do you know that a week later you're not somewhere else and that person's there? Hey, didn't I just run into you or didn't I meet you? It happened to me just the other day. So, again, yeah. it's having that 24-7 openness. And it's also thinking, again, when I, I think that when, when you say that, networking at a non-networking event, because too often people think I can only network when I go to, quote, an event to network, instead of looking at it as the world is one big network and the fact that it's, you meet somebody serendipitously or you just connect with them or you start a conversation is people skills. But it's not trying to get something. It's not trying to talk about your business, who you are, what you do, how you can help them. That's a negative anywhere. Absolutely. You know, I've been to so many non-networking events that I've gotten some of my greatest customers from and made the greatest friends and do business with people. Yeah. And uh, when I first, uh, my husband and I first met, he, he, he got mad at me because I went to an event with him and I had my business cards. He goes, you're not going to need those. I said, I'm not handing them out. Don't worry. But you watch. Someone's going to ask me for my card when we have a conversation and we talk about what we do. And these are people I didn't know that was one of his, it was his 20-year class reunion. And 
at least three or four people asked for my card when my husband said, oh, by the way, this is my girlfriend, and she's a florist. Oh, I need flowers. And it was just yeah. the funniest thing. So when we got home, so this last year he had his 30-year reunion, and the same thing happened. He said, make sure you bring your cards. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. So you never right? know. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's that's what I'm saying. So the thing is, you you know, you it wasn't like you were going there to just give out your cards, oh, but no. what you were doing is you were you you were prepared so that when somebody did say, you know, here is is my card, then you were able you had, you know, you were able to say, uh, you know, if they asked for it, you had it. It would be worse if they asked for it and you didn't have it. Correct? Yeah, it would have been. It would have been probably, to me, embarrassing because then trying to find a pen and a piece of paper when you're dressed in cocktail attire and your purse is about two inches by two inches, you know? Yeah, that's why. But now they make that. That's why I say in my little networking kit, I always have even those little tiny ones that you can just jot a note down or something, those little Good baby idea. pens. No, no, there's something for everything. Yeah. Because, all we, cause, because those are the times when people will say to me, oh, my gosh, you know, how did you remember me? And because, you know, I remembered your name, I remember that, and people are, like, stunned that you remembered. Great. So let's talk a little bit about networking introverts. Because I think, and I know people who find it hard to strike up conversations in, an, in a so-called networking situation. What advice would you have for them? Well, first of all, believe it or not, I'm an introvert. I'm a learned extrovert. So people very often will say, You're, you can't be, you have to be extroverted. And I say, no. It's very good to be an introvert at times because what happens is being introverted, at least what I do is I listen very well. And I say that is the key to most introverts, that we listen very well and we're all shy. Even the most extroverted person at times can be shy. And in Million Dollar Networking, I talk about the pros and cons of, of both and the strengths of both styles. But one of the great things is we listen, we read, we plan, we ask open-ended questions, and we really pay attention to what the other person says. So it goes back to the real part of etiquette. And I always say to myself before I go to an event, if it's an event where somebody says, oh, my goodness, you're, gonna, you're going to have an hour to, quote, network, and I don't really like to walk up to people. I'd rather stay by myself in a corner. At least I'm going to prepare um, my introduction, I'm going to stand over, I'm going to introduce myself to at least two people, even if it's just to say, hello, I'm Andrea, how are you, what brings you to this event? You go there and you just, again, you give yourself a mental pep talk, you're prepared, and then you also give yourself a time limit. I'll stay for one hour, then I know I can go back home, read a book, or whatever it is. So I think very often we need to have a plan of action and also know that it's not about getting something, it's about giving, it's about learning. So if we do that, it takes the pressure off of us. Uh, yes. And and you know what? I'm a networking introvert, and I know at least one other person on the phone who is. And I I think when you don't think about it as being networking, when you just go to say, oh, I'd like to just meet some new people and make some new friends, it's just so much easier because I used to be scared to death. I wouldn't even introduce myself. If someone introduced me, that was okay. But if I had to go up to somebody, mm -hmm. there was no way. So I, too, am a learned extrovert. And, and you just said the key, the key point of everything that I is my mantra about. If I go just with the idea that I'm meeting some new people or connecting with them, then I don't feel like it's networking because too often we've been drummed into our mind in the olden days that networking was all about getting, being pushy, forcing yourself on somebody, and that's a turn off to anybody. 
Yes. So, I mean, doesn't that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, there's going to be a lot of people who will disagree with me, and that's fine. It's okay. Because that's what makes the world go round. I don't care. <laughs> well, you know, and everybody, there's there's probably more than one right way to do anything. Absolutely, so, right? Exactly. Um, what works for you works for you and the people who believe in what you do and how you do it, and that's fine. And yeah. I happen to be a fan, so I love you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about referrals. Yes. Um, What's the best way to ask for a referral, or is there a situation when asking for a referral would be inappropriate? Um, you know, it's funny. A lot of times when people will always say to me, and, I, and like I, when I say, how do I know when I'm speaking to somebody you might want to meet, somebody will, might say, you know, after a project, I might say, this has been great, or is there anyone you would uh, feel comfortable introducing me to, or is there anybody else that you think I should talk to? What do you think? And, you know, just appealing, but asking it in a way that somebody doesn't feel put on the spot, which I think when a lot of times people go into certain businesses and people say, oh, go out to talk to your family or your friends, I usually say that's the last group I go to because I know a lot of times people will feel, oh, my gosh, she's going to come to me and ask me for something. I always say give a little first. Show a little bit of an example of what your business is. Just like, you know, when you were talking about sometimes when you're always there, even everyone has an account and everyone has a florist, correct? But you're there in case maybe their other one didn't uh, follow through for some reason. You can always do, you know, give a little first. I always say, and that's what I do. And I think most all of my businesses become word of mouth or referrals. The other thing is I make a lot of referrals. A week doesn't go by that I don't do a lot of what I call um, uh, online now introductions, where I say, you know what, you two ought to meet. There could be some good synergy here. Here's what you do. Here's what the other person does. Even if nothing happens, at least um, two great people get a chance to meet. And people always will say to me, how can I be of help to you? What can I do for you? When people do say that to me a lot, how can I help you? And I might say, well, if you know anybody who's this, this, and this, or whatever, then I, that's a, a way of doing it. And that's great. I get I get and give a lot of those online introductions, and I think they're just uh, fantastic. They're great. And the other thing is, I think what happens is, um, is when, when you're open to helping others first, people automatically, that's why when I say the more that I help other people and reach out to them, things have a way of coming back to me um, they just do. But I don't ask for it. I never keep scoring. I hate when people say, I owe you one. I said, no, you don't. I never would have connected you if I didn't think that there might be some synergy. And I just want you to go off and do some business. My father taught me a great line, and I use it every single day. Give without remembering, receive without forgetting. So give, make connections. Always give to pe give with the goal of, like, I'll only connect people and refer them if I respect and know they'll follow up and be a good reflection back on me because that's my network that I'm, you know, I don't want to put somebody in touch with somebody who's going to, uh, you know, not follow up properly. But I want them to go out and do whatever, make a connection. On the other hand, I never receive anything, the smallest thing, without following up to say thank you, sending something, always remembering that other person. Wow. You know, you have given us some unbelievable, wonderful ideas and, and examples, and I, I think we could probably talk to you for a couple of hours, <laughs> you know, but I know we both have to go. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your latest book, Million Dollar Networking, and of course, how we can get a copy, 
And then well, tell us about the best way to contact you. Well, I must tell you that my latest book is Savvy Networking. Savvy Networking. 118 Fast and Effective Tips for Business Success. And basically what that book is is a compilation of what I write about every single day. It is about networking in motion, the things that happen in life every single day, the ahas, and the actionable tips that you can put into practice. It's the kind of book that is so sh it's short that you could take it on a plane, and by the time I leave New York and fly to Florida, I might have finished the book and gotten some tips from it, some actionable tips to put into practice, and that's key. And one of the things that I am working on now is we've gotten a lot of new industries that are interested in selling and, and marketing and presentation skills, i.e. networking, and we are revising and repackaging and changing some of the books to be a relationship selling. So it'll be million dollar selling and nonstop selling in a different way. So we have all types of new stories, vignettes, situations that with action and substance. Okay. So, and basically, because my new website just launched the other day, we actually now have an online store. So. That's one place if, if anybody, or people can call me. And by the way, you'll get any copies that you want because I'll be happy to send you whatever you don't have. You have million-dollar networking. I do. But I don't think you have nonstop or savvy. No, I don't. I will send them to you. Well, thank you. So uh, how do they contact? First of all, tell us your, your uh, website. My website is nirenberggroup.com. So it's N is in, you know, in Nirenberg, N-I-E-R-E-N-B-E-R-G-G-R-O. Com. And you can also get to that by typing in my name and uh, or even self-marketing, which was my former site name. Selfmarketing.com, right? That's right. Yes, that's, that, that'll still go to that. And I have a blog now. My blog is Personal Insights, so I write to write about other people, which is oh, why. Oh, I love it. Personalinsights.com? Oh, yeah, yeah, my, my blog is uh, the Niren blog. The Niren blog. Got it. Personal Insights from Andrea Nirenberg. And if you look at it, you'll see that I write all the time wherever I go and about other companies, about other people, which is why I wanted to share our interview and share our story, if that's okay, with some of my readers. Absolutely. I'll be sending this to you, if not tomorrow, Saturday. That's fine. Copy. And um, so what's next? What's next is keep putting one foot in front of the other because the business, after 15 years, continues to morph grow into other industries and situations. I'm doing a lot more keynote speaking on raising your sales to the next level, which are my five drivers for what I call networking success. I'm finding I'm doing a lot more of that, and a lot of in the direct selling and also in smaller businesses besides the large uh, fortune companies that I've always worked in. 